Coming up on OTH, Raymond and I discuss the grand finals of the World Championship, the first three episodes of Riot's Netflix show Arcane, the first part of the Double Lift and TSM drama, and finally top it off with some off-season news and rumors. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On the Hunt. Welcome everybody to episode 35 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host Chris, aka King of the Forts. Because I need like 20 pillows in my bed when I go to sleep, dude. And I use all uh, of them, I swear. I thought you were about to tell me that you're actually switching to Fortnite as your primary game. No, honestly, I I suspect I would be really bad at Fortnite because I just... I don't understand the building and the breaking down and then like shooting people through it and... I, yeah, it looked it. Maybe if I was twelve, I would have been really cracked at it. <laughs> but now that I'm in my my older years, I uh, I've actually never tried Fortnite to be honest. So I don't really? know. Dude, never I played. Ever. I remember. Um, I had a roommate in college that like I had the PlayStation and he like wanted to play Fortnite and so he downloaded it. Like, and it's like that's fine, dude. I don't give a shit. Like, go for it. And then. Um, then I sat down to play like one game, like the first time I played Fortnite on my on my own PlayStation, and I won the match. I had like two kills, and I just like got a bush and hid as a bush for a long ass time, and then killed like <laughs> the last two guys and won. So like you could say I'm a Fortnite pro. Yeah, one hundred percent win rate. <laughs> I like that. I did play some games after that, but we don't talk about those games. Those yeah. And so the the real king of Fortnite here is our other co-host, Raymond. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, dude. Just been, uh, you know, watched World Finals this past weekend. Uh, and yes, sir. Just been playing some other games. Um, actually, I, I gave a couple games of League a try. You know, it, I've been inspired by Worlds and, you know, Arcane a little bit. Um, so I played played some League. I got the new Call of Duty and played some Zombies with a buddy of mine um yeah you know just been around just hanging out oh, shit dude you know i i did that last year where i bought the call of duty what is it black ops 4 or i don't cold war i think cold war cold war, war. Yeah, you're right or last year's last um week. Th- that shows how much i like give a fuck and uh, yeah i bought right. it i played like the first zombies that came with it for like like a good two or three weeks i actually really liked it and i like kind of grinded out through all the unlockables that you could have gotten and then i just never touched that game again <laughs> yeah um, i like i, I have... like zombies though yeah I, I do too especially if you got people you play in with like if i like i won't grind zombies just by myself unless like somehow we have a goal like if, like a couple of buddies of mine were like we got to do this and it's like oh shit all right we got to get this gun or something like then i might yeah we got to do the easter egg man right yeah but um but dude, I'm a sucker for just like the COD hype every year. I swear, like that was my game in middle school and high school. Same. Or I guess it was just high school. So like I would grind COD in high school, and now like as I've gotten older, I legit don't play the game eleven and a half months out of the year. But every time you know it comes out, it's like oh, a new one's coming out. Like oh, this one's like fun. Okay, I could I could get this game. Yeah, all right. And then I just see like one friend or somebody would be like, Yo, you get the new COD? I'm like. I am if you are, dude. Let's fucking go. Like, let's roll. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, Warzone was my quarantine game. So when Cold War came out, I was just like, oh, yeah, let's just let's all get it. Ooh, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I haven't touched that game since, like, December. <laughs> but it was fun when it, while it lasted. I'll tell you right. that. Um, Pretty much same for me here. Uh, I, yeah, I think we played a couple of league games together. Um, 
been True. playing some TFT on the new set. Um, I started off popping off really hard in bronze, I guess. Uh, now I'm <laughs> holding stock gold one, as I was telling you uh, before this recording. And but you know what? I think we're I think we're chilling so far, and I'm uh, having a good time with it. Kind of sometimes. Fuck the game. But you're just I think you're just I think like doing slowly good. accelerating, dude. It's like you're like a cartoon character, you know, Shaggy when he tries to run away from something. Right now you're stuck in gold one, but those legs are spinning and all of a sudden you'll shoot all the way to diamond one, calling it. Yeah, I do I think that's how it works. Like one of those little springy things where yeah, I'll just launch off. Yeah. Hopefully. I believe it. Copium, thank you. <laughs> um the main star of this episode is just gonna be, you know, the world championship finals. Uh, that took place last Sunday of Damwon Kia versus Edward Gaming. Uh, legends say Edward is out there celebrating right now. Edward <laughs> himself. Uh, the because, Edward. Yeah, the Edward. Because EDG, I woke up on, what was it, Saturday morning, uh, mm-hmm. caught the end of Game 4 and uh, all of Game 5. And Game 5 was a, a real big treat because it, it was an entertaining game for me. And in the end, Edward Gaming ends up um, winning the series three to two over Damwon, um, which I would say is an upset win. We can get into that, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, LPL is the you know our world championship victors. I'll once pass again. that over to you. Yeah, once again. Yeah, dude. I think you. I mean, that's what happened. I don't know. I, this was definitely a more entertaining series than I think we've had for a long time in the finals of worlds. Like it seems like. I don't know. Last last three years have been really unlucky of like three O stomps like every time. Yeah. Um, it seems like even before that, when was like the last good World Finals? I don't remember. I remember. I guess Honest, I think it, it, like, it must have been the, the one that yeah the one that we watched of like in 2016 where it, like unexpectedly went to five games of uh, SKT versus Samsung in 2016. I yeah. think that's the last best of and five Crown, that I remember. Crown was just playing Malzahar every game. I think that was 2017, oh, that was 17. when, okay, when okay, he okay. won, and they played right, Mazahar right, like right, every right, game. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, 16, yeah. Yeah, 16 yeah, is the last geez. time I remember five games. Um, and, yeah, ever, ever since then, it was, like, IG stomping pretty pretty hard, and then the following FPX year, stomping, FPX stomped stomping. pretty hard. F- yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's the recent years. And then, yeah, you know, people were saying... Um, how great the Damwon versus SKT finals were, saying that was the real finals. But in yeah, fact, we got a, yeah, we got a good one here. Although I didn't catch the first um, few games, but it looked like it's it went the whole distance with you know games four and five when Damwon was up two uh, two games to EDG's one, and EDG came back in uh, game four and game five. Which game five, it looked like there was some um, positives going for Damwon. Even though EDG had like had a pretty strong lead the whole game, from yeah, talk about talk about like what we're saying just about finals being like the first good finals we've seen. This was like the first good game five. I also feel like I've seen in a while too, like where it felt like both teams actually were doing stuff and had a shot at winning. It's not like like we talked last week about the SKT Dam One finals or game five looking like it was just inevitable that Dam One was going to win at a certain point, and then in this game. It was like EDG was super far ahead. They have Ocean Soul. They get Elder Drake, and you're like, they have to win, right? It's like sixteen to four in kills. You're like, it's totally EDG's game. But Damon was still making plays and trying to force stuff. I mean, it was it's game five of the World Finals. You better like be 
giving it your all to like just try and find any angle right but like it was it was pretty entertaining i thought to to watch how they were moving around the map and trying to like avoid fights and everything to eke out an advantage and get back in the game yeah and then speaking of game fives they awarded um the finals mvp to scout mid laner um which i thought he was having a great game on um in zoe in that game five as well and then also speaking of game fives yeah edg played yeah, five games in each of the the knockout stage, so quarterfinals, the five games versus RNG, uh, semifinals, ga- five games against Gen G, and then uh, in the finals, five games against Damwon. And so, uh, pretty crazy that they played the the full fifteen games to win the whole thing. Um, when you know a lot of people were probably not that hyped about them going through quarters and semis, and then it's awesome that they win it all in the end. Yeah, I think it's cool too to see a team have to play five games everywhere you know like it's kind of it's kind of a good sign for the world's tournament that like it was it was close for them you know it was an underdog kind of uh that they had they were tested at every step rather than like 3-0-3-0 and then a 0-3 or 3-0 right like like it makes it feel like it's not obvious going into or like looking back at the tournament like oh yeah this team won it was like so easy or like something like that it's like man imagine if they had lost to you know rng in the first round or whatever like then the the tournament could be totally different um or if c9 had beat genji you know then they probably could have beat edg too like that kind of thing yeah i think um so many people were just so focused on damwon for for most of the time that um and it really did feel like anything could have happened on the other side of the bracket with regards to, like you said, Cloud9 and Gen G in the and the quarterfinals match with RNG and, and Gen uh, EDG as well. That like, I feel like we weren't paying as much attention to you know this side of the bracket with the LPL teams, and then they end up making the full run, which is really awesome. Yeah, gotta gotta love it. Yeah, and then um, a couple of fun facts that I heard. Um, one is I've probably been meaning to bring this up the whole time, but I think I had saw a Reddit post that um, this is the world championship with the most former world championship winning players in it, um, uh. which I would, I'm I, which I would kind of believe um, because I, I believe FPX must have had two or three players, um, and then Damwon four of the players were there, as, uh, but SKT only has you know the one player. So I, I, oh, it's the, I, the whole world championship you're saying, not just the finals. I I mean the finals, like oh, okay. because Dan, Damon has four returning players, right? And then right. FPX had two or three returning oh, players okay. from their world okay, championship see, see. run, right. um, so on and so forth. So I, I I haven't counted the numbers myself, but I just thought that was an interesting thing. And the second interesting thing that I had heard about this world championship is that um, Flandre, the top laner for EDG is the first Chinese um, solo laner to win the world championship because with um, IG, the Shy and Rookie are both Korean um, solo laners. And then with FPX, it was uh, um, Gimgoon and what's the middle laner's name? Doinbi. Doinbi. Yeah, Doinbi. They're both um, Korean born as well. And so I just thought that was interesting to, to hear that, like, and, and Scout is a Korean. And so Gim Goon is, like, the first Chinese, Flandre. or, yeah, Flandre is the first Chinese um, solo I, I just thought that was, like, a fun fact. Yeah, I think that one is pretty crazy. Like, I, it's it's wild that it's just, like, it's just that easy. You just get 
Korean solo laners and then could win. Um, yeah. Now it's now someone has broken the mold. Yeah, I mean that that easy, yes, but also like <laughs> kind of hard because Scout's been working at it for like a long time now, and, and so has Mako. Um, right. They both had several appearances at the World Championships, and now on like I want to say their third or their fourth run at it, they they get the whole thing, and so that's really um that's really heartening to see. And then so you know our, our world championship or world champions are now Flandre, um, JJ, Scout, uh, Viper, and Mako. And so, yeah, I'm really happy that uh, Viper gets to get the recognition. And um, I know I had, I had seen some chat in the universe that um, people thought JJ had a really good um, series as well. And so it sounds like everybody was popping off in that series. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even, yeah, like like he said, Viper, too. I thought he had some, he had a moment in Game 5, I remember, like, one of the dragon fights where he, like, flashed over uh, some... Like, I, I, yeah, he's yeah, he flashed wild, over Cinderstone right? at the dragon fight. Yeah. yeah, I remember that distinctly. Um, but yeah, they definitely they were all playing up to a, a world championship caliber standard, clearly. Um, it was good to see. I mean, shout out, I think, too, to to Damwon. I felt like I felt like Damwon was like the least depressing, like, losers also that we've had in worlds for a while. Um, mostly because of Khan, I feel like, uh, I was reading about or at least you know seeing people report on um their their like presser after the finals and it sounded like con was just like the whole time like to the team just guys this is my last game like i just want to have fun let's all just go out there and have fun please nobody be sad don't don't make this sad for me too like we i don't want i don't want to think about having lost or whatever just like i was doing it all for fun he picked yasuo in game one you know like just totally flexing like that guy and Damwon around him were just, like, having a great time, even though they lost. Yeah, I heard about the Yasuo, but, um, yeah, sad, sad for Khan that he didn't get to win this time around. But, I'm overall, yeah, five games in this series for the World uh, Finals. Really happy that it went the full distance for um, this championship in Iceland. Any last thoughts for um, World Championship 2021? Hmm... Nothing really. I think I think I do want to say one thing. I was talking to one of my other friends about this too, and this this world's especially I don't know, like having having finals again, once again, it's like we've talked about it a few times already in our multitude of worlds episodes, but it felt like this the format is just too long. Like I don't think teams need I don't think these teams need a week in between knockout stages. I don't think you need a week Maybe you could take a week after groups, you know, like you're playing a shit ton of games in groups, whatever. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't think league, like almost as a game, I feel like it doesn't matter that you have that much time to like figure things out in between, in between matches. You don't need. There's not actually that much draft prep. I think the teams do or are good at. I think that you're just gonna play comfort or the meta. Like you, you can figure out what the other team's gonna play like within a day easily if you have any good analysts or coaching staff kind of stuff like that that shouldn't be hard just go and you know get ready and go play another match like after a day or two we could totally condense this stuff down and expand the team or expand the format if we wanted to yeah yeah i think uh yeah i think you and i had discussed this a, a few episodes back and yeah i i was saying something like you know the the Asian players must be miserable as well because there's there's no fucking Korean or Chinese food in Iceland probably. <laughs> right. And so they're just sitting there eating top ramen like all day, every day, which, you know, to me, that's the fucking life. 
but um you know at some point they just want to go home as well and um you know i was actually watching um some like content from 100 thieves where it's just like who he doing all of the sponsorship um kind of stuff that the players have to do and uphold as part of their contract and it's actually a pretty funny video if you catch it on their twitter i, th- I think it's from uh, 100 thieves esports and um, b- basically he's saying that um there's some people still stuck in iceland actually um where like they just can't go they can't leave that country oh, yet shit. um not and i would assume not just from 100 thieves but you know from some of the other teams as well and so i'm sure a lot right. of them just you know want to go yeah i can see that definitely um, but yeah, that, I'm I'm all talked out on the the world championship. If you're good with that, yeah, me too. I think we can go on. All right, dude. And then um, now that we're all done with the world championship, which, like you said, was too damn long. Over um, over a month long. Was it over a month or you know just about a month long? Just about a month. Yeah. What's next? We can talk about the release of uh, Arcane, three episodes from Riot's animated cartoon thingy. Um. And they'll be releasing three episodes every week for the next two weeks, every Saturday. Um, have you catched any episodes of Arcane on Netflix available now? Yeah, dude. I, I actually watched, I think I watched, um, I was out like Saturday night or Saturday like afternoon, evening. And so I didn't watch the premiere or right. like event like that. But like that night before I went to bed, I think I watched episode one and then I watched two and three on Sunday morning. I really liked it, actually. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, I th- I thought it was pretty cool as well. You know, I'm not a lore nut or anything. Uh, and, you know, I just generally know a bit about the leak characters just from playing them a lot. And they just don't shut up every time that you click. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's just kind of cool of like, oh, dude, but what what's going to happen? Or like, uh, you know, and spoilers, oh, if, if, if this guy drinks the vial, does that, is he going to be Warwick? And it, wait, where's Warwick from again? And then I have to Google that right. shit. And then it's like, oh, he's from Zahn. But they're in Pilter. Wait, no. Oh, okay. So Zahn is below Piltover. Oh, okay. I get it now. And so it's kind of cool to figure that all out. And then you just kind of like get all excited anytime you see any uh, League character. So I, I think in that sense, Arcane brings to me, and I watched all three episodes too, um, if I didn't mention that. Arcane brings to me like a bit of like fan service. And, you know, I can't say how good it is if I wasn't, you know, aware of the League of Legends universe. Um, yeah. And I, I actually had seen um, a thread on Reddit that was saying that, like, you know, people of Chinese culture, they don't really fuck with Arcane because they don't um, they don't uh, mesh well culturally with, like, um, Jinx and Vi's, like, independent attitude, so to speak, or, like, oh. th- that kind of thing. Where, like, basically, spoilers again, you know, like, the way that Vi is just going to walk off with without uh, Powder, I mean, and then Powder is just, like ready to give up on Vi as well. Like Chinese culture just doesn't get that of like, what, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, like, first of all, why doesn't like, yeah. Like, first of all, why isn't, why is Vi just abandoning powder when like literally Vander just said, you take care of the family. And then like Vi just kind of forgets that like five minutes later or something. And then same thing with powder of like, yeah. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Same thing with powder is like, wait, why, why do you hate Vi? Like, didn't aren't you the one who messed up like what do you mean make make things right that's kind of like you know like legit chinese culture i guess um that's just a threat that i saw on chinese, yeah i think chinese people are whack if that's if that's as far as it's gonna go <laughs> i think they're kind of whack dude there's there's clearly a lot of like super deep like shit going on between those two that it's not as simple especially like amidst 
the extreme trauma of that last scene, I don't think I don't think that makes any sense. But I'll, I'll give it as a cultural difference. Yeah, still. they're they're just built different. Like, they're yeah, built true, different. True. Um, maybe, but yeah, maybe they're mental. <laughs> but yeah, I like I like the show, and I feel like I'm getting a lot of fan service in that sense. I'm excited to see where it's all gonna go. Um, and yeah, I, I'm li- I'm looking forward to the next set of three episodes because like I'm kind of. I'm kind of done with the origin story and I, I just wanted to kind of like skip forward in time and, you know, let me know about like, okay, so how, what happened? How do, how do we powder get there? Become yeah. jinx. And, you know, you get all j- j- giddly when Vi says the word jinx, like at the end of episode <laughs> three. And so, um, yeah. yeah, that's all of the like fucking million spoilers that I have for, for Arcane so far. If you're listening, I think you if did you're all right of not like yeah. really spoiling it too, but yeah, I, I, I would say about it, um, but I I'm I also have that thought of like I thought it was really good. I think it looks pretty good. Like I don't watch like yeah. Shitana anime like generally. I but I think it looked like really good just as as a show. Um, and then I also thought like because that was something I thought about too was like the what 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 would it be if I wasn't a league fan or like how much does it matter to me that I have played league for eleven years and I'm watching this now right like. And I don't think it makes that much of a difference for the show. Like, like I'm thinking about it, and like the only lore that I know about Jinx and Vi was like whatever they released in season three when Jinx came out, and it was like there was shit going on like to Vi's like bio page, right, and like that stuff. And I was, you know, like that's literally eight years ago. Fuck if I remember most of that shit. Um, but like, I don't actually know that much lore about league like i know obviously some but i don't think that the show needed you to know any of that and i felt like it was probably a pretty good like intro to it anyway like definitely there's some stuff where i feel like there's like knowing about caitlin like like knowing the characters makes you like even when you see like those more minor champions or whatever in these in these parts you're like oh that's cool like oh that's echo right like he's part of it but you don't like it's not a main thing that you would attach to unless you know the champion from the game but like overall i think it's still like pretty coherent on its own without the background yeah i guess that but my yeah my problem is i think that's what makes me like it more is i want to know like how does echo become who he, who he is in league from from this starting right. point and how to, same thing with um caitlin and jace like where where is that going to go and it's just, I guess it's just kind of cool of like, okay, what other champions off the top of my head do I, do I know are from Piltover and, or, and Orzon and are they going right. to make an appearance here? And then like, it feels like any, like any given like evil person, like that could be Warwick or that could be Urgot or, you know, that could be like something I, I don't really get it. And then like every other person, it looks like Silas to me. Um, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, oh, I, I really yeah. enjoy it for that, for that aspect. And then the other thing, have you have you fucked with the um, the website, the, like website for it at all? Yeah, I, well, a, a little bit. I went onto it and I played like the little Heimerdinger game where you like fix the puzzles and with the power supply or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I did all fifteen of those, but I haven't I haven't done anything else because I, I didn't know how to do it. Um, and apparently, <laughs> you're supposed to like click on the map so you can go talk to Gwen or something like that. And I, I didn't know how to do that at that time, so I'll, I still have to do that. But how about you? Yeah, I was I was just going to say I've 
I, I was going around on that thing, and it's, like, that is very clearly, like, a huge ad, right? Like, it's, like, it links out, like, as you talk to other characters, it links out to, like, make you, like, go to, like, the League of Legends or the Teamfight Tactics or the Valorant website and, like, download the game and play it or whatever. Um, and, like, it's it's clearly just an ad for Arcane and, and Riot properties, right? Uh, but they give you little rewards for doing the missions and the the mini games like that, like you said. But um, but that game was making me really think like that, and like the arcane, just like lore part of it is making me think like, damn, I'm hyped for the League of MMO, dude. It's like it's four years <laughs> away or whatever, but like this is already kind of cool. Like I'm in. <laughs> Shit, dude. Yeah, and you you know I saw a couple of more posts on reddit today that like when you really think about it like every like this whole thing could be like a whole franchise of you know intellectual property that could be you know the the league of legends universe or the i guess the riot universe um yeah. which because I, i'm there's a million more stories that people would be interested in uh, and you know 50 characters from ionia or demacia that like could be their own show i guess and then like right. it all comes together or or a different season at least um but but to bring it all back together, speaking of which, you know, there's 160 champions that Riot could have been told story, the stories of. I'm sure a lot of people would have watched a show about Kaisa or about Ezreal, probably. But um, I think it's a good choice to start with uh, Jinx and Vi, have that be the sole focus of, you know, these first nine episodes, I believe it is. And um, I think it's a good start for to possibly the start of an entire series of riot um ip like a marvel yeah, universe agree. but league of legends it's it's definitely pretty wild to think about like how like how you even go about that but um especially especially if this is like the first one and i think i've read about people saying like this has been in development for like six years you know and it's like i i'm sure that they have other stuff planned they're like man if arcane goes well then yeah then we'll do the other stories or we'll do you know a, a movie or whatever but uh they yeah, can't, they can't all take that long. So, <laughs> so it'll yeah. be it'll be interesting to see how they how they go from here for sure. Definitely. Um, and then I guess my final thoughts on this for um for now is I like the pacing up of the episodes and I like the length as well. Forty minutes is like a sweet spot for me of like a little more than just a regular TV show uh, without commercials, but also not too long where I'm like, holy fuck, did I just did an hour <laughs> just go by? And so yeah. I I really like the length and. And the pacing of each episode as well. Agreed. I'll give I'll give you that. Uh, any last thoughts on uh, the release of Arcane for you? Uh, no, I think I think it was all just really cool. I feel like I, I was I'm more surprised at how much I've like liked all the additional content like and stuff outside of just League around it. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So these are probably going to be slow news days, uh, so to speak. Now that you know the world championship is over, we're not going to have much to talk about. So we'll probably talk about some more arcane next week. Um, but then uh, I saw on my we're just going to turn into a TV review podcast. Definitely. But I also saw on, on my radar and on my Twitter feed that next Monday will be like the um, dot esports Jacob Wolf free agency show. And I think that I had tuned into that last year or something like that. And I, I, I kind of liked it. It was kind of cool. It It's kind of weird because it was a bunch of people that I didn't really care about. It was like, <laughs> I think it was like Fionn and uh, Emily Rand at that time. And they, they just mm. talk, they just talk on about like the, the players who are in free agency or 
that are signing onto teams at that very moment at the start of free agency. And then like Jacob Wolf pops in and out of like the, the stuff that he has to report. And so it, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of fun because he, he does drop some, uh, I, if I remember correctly last year, he, not only did he confirm some bombs. of the, They're yeah, wolf bombs. wolf bombs. Yeah. Not only did, was he confirming some of the stuff that was out there, but then also he was coming in and, and coming and dropping the exclusive wolf bombs that, you know, he was just learning on that spot that were um, well sourced and uh, reputable information, and so that's coming up next Monday. Uh, I saw, and so I guess we'll have we'll get a chance to talk about that as well. And, and but uh, not, not much else is probably happening around this time of the year, other than um, you know, officially the off season has started, baby. Hell yeah, dude! The one thing that the West is good at having hype ass off seasons. Yeah, uh, and uh, allegedly better than the the regular season itself. True. Um, so it was now that it's off season, I came home today to some off season drama, where <laughs> it suddenly, like, I just opened up Twitter and bam, right there, there's some video of well, Twitch, a couple of Twitch clips of double lift going on about hating TSM and not being happy with um, the way Reginald has treated him and, and possibly other players on TSM uh, during his time. And so there's like a, there's like a couple of Twitch clips going on where one says, yeah, he hates TSM. And another <laughs> one where he was, I think he was saying something like um, he met up with Sordar and like Sordar really wanted to play dub- with double lift the whole year, pretty much. Um, that's my summary of it. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Um, just starting, starting here and th- you know, there's more developments as we go on. Yeah, I think I don't know. My my first thoughts it was definitely interesting. I didn't I didn't hear all of I actually I think I opened up double stream like just like I was just opening a stream and and heard some of him talking about it. Um I don't know. It sounded like it sounded like Double was just like really really mad obviously. Like I don't I'm I'm surprised to be hearing it now, I guess is yeah. what I'm mostly like thinking about like and he's like, still signed to TSM. last year yeah he's still signed on tsm like i don't know it was, it just sounded like he was kind of angry and not like they were like because of that like i i was taking things with kind of a grain of salt anyway um but yeah i don't know it was it definitely the whole situation sounds like a bad look for for everyone involved <laughs> um like, like I don't think I, I, this is one of those things where I feel like you pick a side of like, oh yeah, it's I'm t- t- team TSM or team Double Lift, right? It's just both like, yeah. If I want to be mad at either of them, I can be mad at either of them because they both sounded like kind of shitty in this situation. Yeah, and and I'll, like you're saying, like something just isn't right there, kind of with like, why is this coming out now? I suppose like I I get that you know then now the entire year's over that like the entire season of league of legends lcs is over and so this is probably the best time to do it and kudos to double F for if this is something he's been holding in you know then good on you for holding it in this whole time but it, something yeah. is not quite right there and then um you know so to add on to this i i saw that president of tsm lena was also doing some explanation in discord servers as well um saying that you know pretty much reginald and and double F are just two guys with extremely huge egos who couldn't <laughs> agree over the past year about a couple of things. And probably both of them could have handled every situation along the way 
better one way or another. And, you know, they tried to uh, come to terms, but nothing just hasn't worked over the past year. And, and then, um, so there's that. Did, did you want, you want to leave any comments on that before I move on? Nah, just, nah, go ahead. Bring, okay. Bring everything out. Yeah. And then, and then you shared with me just, uh, um, a post on the TSM subreddit that came out just a couple of hours ago from Reginald, you know, sharing kind of his side of the story, which is not, it's not, um, it's not exactly like a, a flame, a return flame or return shot to double if it's just kind of telling his side of it. And like, um, a bit about just why, why they didn't want to go with double if for this season of, of 2021 and how that, how the timing, how the timing turned out with trying to get different supports lined up, um, which we had heard about before. We had heard about different supports, like some guy named Pallet from Vietnam and some other possibly non-English speaking people who were, who TSM had their eyes on and trying, just trying to get a good team together in the off season last year. And just how the timings just didn't work out with double lift. And probably that this time around, um, that they don't want to work with double lift this year either going into the off season, even though, um, Travis Gafford kind of had put out a video sometime in the last week that, double lift is looking again you know right um, but but it, and and if he is looking tsm doesn't want him um from kind of the things that uh, reginald was writing here and so that that's pretty much the gist of what i had I had gotten to it is that like you know over the past year the the timings and the just the strong personality of double lift just didn't work out with the, what tsm was trying to look for um with regards to trying to sign players and make a team and so that's Reginald's side of it. Maybe I'm uh, skimming through it too fast. So I'll, I'll let you give a chance and have you um, tell how you're interpreting all of this so far. Yeah, I mean, I would say definitely. Uh, I think this stuff is probably like if you're if you're interested, go go read the accounts because I think obviously everything we've heard about this is like incredibly biased to whichever side you're hearing it from, like right. typed out. Um, like it seems to me it seems to me that I'm more on TSM's side of like how this how this played out. Like when you think about it, like I have to make a business decision and and like actually sign people to a team. Um Yeah. Like like the whole the the sword art like wanting to play with double of thing, like that one's like that one's definitely surprising to me that um that tsm wouldn't like have come to that like like that that wouldn't have been part of like their negotiations with sword art right or like they like they wouldn't put those two in contact um before sword art was already signed and double had already said he's done or whatever like i i feel like you wouldn't you shouldn't leave those guys like to not talk to each other unless you like for some reason can't um but I, I I think that in the end I totally see where I'd be TSM and be like, look, Double already said he's kind of not motivated, doesn't want to play without Soren, wants to you know just go stream and like is probably done with pro player shit. His whole retirement, like he's been saying, I'm fucking done with pro play. Like there's no yeah, fucking way I like go the back. Whole right? time. Like yeah, the whole time, and it's been like super strong. And then what? It's like a week after like all the off season rumors start talking 
and then Doublelift is like, oh yeah, I think I, I think I might try. Like you know, maybe if Bjergsen like lets me on a team liquid, like I might do it. You know, like I, I, I'll, I'll give it a shot if it's the right angle. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, I feel like I, I don't want him if he's if he's like just gonna quit again after this year, or if things go badly in spring, and then he's like, ah, I'm gonna go back to streaming. Like I don't want to deal with that shit. And he's even like he's still on stream today and like being like, guys, I've been playing a bunch of PoE, like a shit ton of PoE. Like, <laughs> man, it's kind of bad. And it's like, okay, I know that it's off season still, right? World's just headed, but like maybe if you're talking about playing on a team or trying out or whatever, like maybe we should be playing so much PoE, double with. <laughs> so I don't know. I I can see I can see the concerns from the business side. I I get feeling like you're not being, uh, like accounted for or like respected if you're double lift two yeah know? like he's clearly a top lcs player like of all time right like it's him and bjergsen like as one and two somehow and it's almost unbelievable to think that a team wouldn't want you on their team um but at the same time you have to have like some level of like humility to be like i can get why you might not want me like outside of the obvious skill as a player like there's 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 more to assigning than just like my hands good me get 300 cs on adc poggers you know like there's a lot more to it than that so yeah uh, it's definitely definitely some drama it, yeah but, it's definitely uh, drama it's actually really interesting because uh you know like like you were saying it, it's hard to like really say who's right or who's wrong uh, because I think both sides, both sides have some points here. You know, um, you know, we we most recently read the Reginald post, so we're probably leaning on the TSM side for now. But you know, and from Darvalus' perspective, he brought up some good points as well. I think Lena kind of addressed it in her Discord messages as well, pretty much saying like, um, because because in the end, like it's just tsms and uh likely reginald's decision as a whole is of like, a strict no like double if is you can't even split time with lost with sword or or like try out or anything like that on or like he's just right. not double is not just not allowed to play on tsm because of reginald and and because of that he just he's you know in a in a sense forced to retire because there's um you know from double's perspective there's no point in playing on on the lower team and uh, tsm was maybe not the ideal team he would have been looking for but um you know looking back on it um huni speaker poe sword art double lift that probably would have been a team that he would have been happy to you know give it a shot for spring and see how the cohesion feels like or or at least a lock-in tournament so you know over the course of the year we've probably been thinking like why couldn't they split time if they're going to sign double lift to the organization as a streamer and you know if he's still there in la like what what's what's the problem yeah. And it must have just been a strict no from Reginald. He's not allowed to play on our team, um, so to speak. And, you know, he, Reginald was saying in his post that some of the coaching staff doesn't like to work with Doublelift, which is a surprise to me since they, they have many new coaching staff for the, the 2021 year. But but that's the size of the point. The, the point I'm trying to bring here is, you know, both sides have some interesting um, things to bring to the table. And I, what I was trying to say is, um, you know, Doublelift was explaining he he was kind of for, and Doublelift and Lena were forced or were explaining that he was forced to retire this year because of this situation, and that in fact, when you think about it, Jensen may be in a, may or may not be in a similar situation right now where J- 
Jensen's kind of teamless and you know he's been titling his stream titles kind of funny things like <laughs> jobless player and stuff like that um where he might be replaced as the team liquid mid laner and right now there might not be any teams that um Jensen is open to playing for or um the top teams are already filled for their mid laners and and in that sense like Jensen just might have to not play for you know the first half of next year because he's just he might not he may or may not be signed to a team that he either wants to play for or that needs him which is an interesting perspective of like i i think lena did a good job redirecting the the flames going on in that sense of like <laughs> by the way guys there's this other thing haha <laughs> right yeah check out jensen guys. yeah so yeah, look at well, look at yeah. jensen but I, I i thought it was a good point to bring up and so yeah bam uh the league of um drama has returned with the off season with that um definitely True. go check all of that out so uh, double lifts cliffs um some of the uh discord messages and also um just everything going on in the tsm subreddit i, I bet they have fucking detectives everywhere on this shit <laughs> yeah that that and all the off season drama that you're gonna get roster drama in this last week remember monday the 15th that's when uh free agency starts so we still got time. Everybody's still got time to mess things up at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, you, as you know, on, on this show, we only like to talk about the official stuff. Although rumors are fine, and, and we have time for rumors now. Um, <laughs> True. So as as far as offseason goes, you know, I, I'm we're ready to talk. I, I think, you know, I was saying the first one I want to talk about is that it looks like EG is pretty ready to sign Inspire. Uh, I believe he's the top laner for Rogue. Or jungler, is it buddy. jungler? Uh, jungler, yeah, jungler. And so that I saw a report on that 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 looks like that's more or less ready to go. Um, was there any other like um, off season roster moves that came out during the week? Um, I don't think I don't think there's any that are super confirmed. Now. I think I saw another one today about Fnatic maybe letting Niski go. Um, but there's there's a whole bunch going on still that I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that I've got any big ones that they've like guaranteed. Yeah, yeah I don't know. The the inspired thing is pretty interesting. I think that's especially interesting for like it's is crazy because it looks like Rogue is like completely blowing up, uh, and then it's also crazy for the LCS because that means that both Contracts and Svenskirin are going to be teamless. Um, who who both like made very good cases for themselves as LCS caliber junglers last season you know so i'll I'll be interested to see what that means if that if that's going to be a a big breakdown or, or trickle down effect like through to other teams but uh yeah i don't know what what do you think i blanked out just now <laughs> what did you say uh, i was talking about uh if if EG is getting inspired, then that means contracts and Svenskarin are both off the team, and that means two more like clearly LCS caliber junglers are in need of a new home. Yeah, you're right, and I think I actually had heard that in a Travis Gafford video as well. And when I had heard that, that you know both of those junglers who who were actually splitting time in the LCS summer playoffs. Uh, which was kind of weird at that time. It did seem right. <laughs> like it seemed like, <laughs> like yeah, they had good enough. I they think. had two competent junglers, and people still speak highly of Spence Garen, um, possibly being like top four jungler and the LCS. Um, and yeah, um, 
Travis Gasper was saying that they're both leaving the organization. And when I had heard that, that kind of surprised me. And then, um, you know, with this inspired news coming out, that more or less kind of confirms that as well. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, another roster move that I don't remember if we talked about last week was uh, some of the rumors going on with Team Liquid. Um, would you want to talk about that? Although, like, most of that is, is still rumors. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think the the big one, right, is that that looks like the most likely landing spot for Bjergsen since he's been out of um, TSM. Um, and then I think alongside that, the rumors that I've heard are Whippo joining and taking the top lane from Alfari since he's looking to go back to EU. Yeah. And then also Han Sama maybe joining as the ADC from from Rogue. Yeah. Uh, contingent on Core JJ getting a green card because he wouldn't be a resident. Um and they'd have three imports if they uh didn't have Core as a resident. Yeah, so that, that's really interesting that, you know, they've it's it sounds like Core JJ still wants to uh, play in the LCS and that um, Team Liquid is taking the, the steps to further that process as well, which can take you know extended periods of time due to COVID situations and that everything is just delayed when it comes to that kind of stuff, passport stuff, and just all of that naturalization process. Um, so yeah, that, I think you're pretty solid on, on all of those points. It, Bjergsen, it sounds like he's going to be going to Team Liquid as opposed to um, some other rumors like EG or C9. And it, I do believe from everything that I had seen um, that Sant- it looks like they'll be keeping Santorin as well uh, for their jungle. Right. Right. Yeah. So exciting times there. And then I, I, I think I'm, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen to C9. Uh, you were saying that Niski was probably going to leave Fnatic um, and then who, who knows? He could end up back on C9 as well. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Which yeah, is... I feel like if I was Niski, and I, I would, I don't know if I would feel like more, uh, what's the word, like vindication that I like rejoined C9, like after Perks took my spot, or if I would feel more pissed that like Fnatic was trying to replace me with Perks, just like C9 tried to replace me with Perks, like, and that's why I'm leaving T. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know which one I'm, which one is more fun as niski you know to to be proving proving that you are better than him or or just like having to go back to this team that that slighted you because they wanted to waste eight million dollars getting perks yeah that that's true um that i i wonder how he's dealing with that and hopefully if he just doesn't care about that then and he just wants to utilize his best opportunities to play for um decent organizations and good teams overall then Hopefully that, you know, he can get past that and just play for any team in, in either LEC or LCS that he thinks is worthwhile playing for and has, yeah. a, has a champ, has a shot at the the local championship. And so I, I hope that that doesn't bother him. But, you know, th- those are the facts that, yeah, um, <laughs> perks seem to get his number one way or another. Uh, and then, like, he's been he has been bouncing back and forth between uh, um, NA and Europe throughout his whole career. Uh, usually spending some time in Europe for like a year, coming to the LCS, playing here for a year, going back there, coming here. Then he just spent a year on Fnatic over there. And then it, it's possible he could be coming back here. It, it's all like, it's such like um big career moves he's had to make over and over again with regards to like just actually making the move 
and you know hopefully yeah. he can come back into this country now as well and vice versa i hope all of the european players that want to go back i hope that they can go back i'm not sure what the travel restrictions are like in that sense um but yeah, yeah. I, I hope i feel like at this point people are things things are opening enough enough that like you sh- you should be able to that that should all be able to be sorted before you know january rolls around and we have lcs actually happening again i hope so dude but then yeah but then next thing you know brox is not here until week 10 i know that was a bad example but you know that that's how these things happen (laughs) is like they want you know they want the player and the player wants to come here but this thing happens or that thing happens and so on and so forth um but yeah I'm, i'm excited for the off-season stuff to come out. I guess in a weird way, there's not a lot of rumors. We're like, it, there's. I feel like there's seven LCS teams that like we have no idea what's going on there. And like you were saying, like the the fucking free agency is next Monday, and so yeah. like it, some good shit better come out in the next four days. Otherwise, like this is it. <laughs> I'm kind of bored, and you know we might just have to pull up the fucking global contract database and record another episode on Sunday just because like there's nothing else coming out. Um, which we're not going to do, but I'm just saying that that stuff is right. out there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It it seems like it seems like there must be like it seems like the last couple off seasons, right? There's always been like the one thing that that needs to happen. That's this guy needs to be signed for it to be sure before other teams can make their decisions. And it feels like there must be a lot of those still in play. Like you know, like Perks and Alfari haven't really made the deals or you know reckless doesn't know where he's going or whatever like yeah or court jj doesn't know if he's actually going to get a green card like and if that doesn't happen then team liquid falls apart and then if bjergsen doesn't know that he's going to team liquid then nobody in na knows what they're doing like all that stuff must be still in flux yeah and i guess i'm also just like you know i said seven teams we don't know about and also probably like four or five of those teams i don't care about them like i don't care what happens <laughs> what's going to happen to the FlyQuest roster like yeah, to be honest those, those guys all five of those players happy. i sorry i don't care about you and also like nothing nothing seems to be happening early other than other than the like the inspired thing we were talking about and possibly the the bjergsen moves we were talking about but there's nothing exciting yeah. like you know we're not getting Viper or anything like that. Or we're not, we're not getting at least rookie not or the shy yet. or like, at least not yet. <laughs> true. Yeah. But like, there's no big news. Like, Oh, people are in talks with bang or something like that. I remember like, I was super hyped about that when that had happened that, that one year. Um, yeah. Crazy how I can think back to that and feel like, damn, what a, what a wasted opportunity now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, yeah. 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 They they try. E G tried. They tried. But Hundred Thieves tried, dude. Come on. Wait, really? Was it Hundred Thieves that had Bang? Yeah. Dude, I'm tripping. <laughs> they shelled out for Bang, dude. Dude, I'm tripping. It's all right. Yeah, like I'm sorry. Said, yeah, I had to take a few days. We've got a few days <laughs> yeah. to f- get it all sorted out. I had to process that for a second. Um, but yeah. But anyways, speaking of hundred thieves, like every, everything's looking good. I, I hope that they keep their roster and um, you know, they're the reigning champions. And it's up to these other teams that have to make adjustments, and then also hope that their adjustments help return them to the championship as well. So it's kind of interesting. I think I hope we're gonna have another four or five teams that are viable, and then you know, everyone else is just gonna be developmental rosters, I guess. Um, with people yeah, dude, holy crap if 100 thieves actually brings their whole roster back that might be the first time like i know plus the tenacity split time or whatever that they've talked about but like if that's if that's actually like 
everybody from within the organization still. Like, I feel like that hasn't happened where an LCS champion has just run it back year between year with the real roster. Yeah, I, I guess it's been a while. And it's also still up in the air. Like, a lot of the people who, who didn't play this year, like, like the technically double lift, like um, people like Sneaky, Sneaky Biofrost, a lot of people who are saying they, they're looking to play again. Um, you know, Verdict's still out. Like, what the fuck is X Smithy doing? No one knows. True. The mystery. I, I've given up on him, the unfortunately, because, uh, yeah. Um, like, I heard he's doing coaching, but, like, I don't know what he's doing, dude. I think he's still you in LA. Say that though. now until until he joins CLG again, and you're like, "Holy shit, CLG is the best team in the LCS." Yeah, but like, yeah, like I, I don't really know what's happening, and <laughs> and if so, like, the marketing is bad. I guess I'm just kidding, but um, I'm excited. But then I'm excited because of what has happened in previous years. But right now, I don't feel that excited. And I guess we'll just see <laughs> come come Monday the fifteenth. Yeah. Yeah, we probably went on on this segment too long, but you know, any last thoughts for off season roster moves and everything going on? Nah, dude, we'll save it off for next episode. Hell yeah! Whew. <laughs> I feel like I just talked like at a million miles per hour for like the last two minutes. <laughs> it's all right. You got to get some of those out every once in a while, you know. That's just that's been pent up inside of you. Otherwise, who knows what would have happened if it if it didn't come out now? Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, any other things you want to talk about for this week? No, I think I'm good. Good. I think I'm good too. Do you know? Um, is Vex the last champion for the year, or is there going to be one? Uh, I think for the year, probably. Maybe. Maybe there's actually like somebody that'll get announced with Arcane or something, but I haven't haven't heard oh actually i think i had read something as well that there's a character in arcane that will become a league champion and like we're looking at them we just don't know it yet yeah i think people were talking about that being silko maybe but i yeah i don't know really okay i have my own theories about about silko maybe i'll just save that for another time or, or we can just talk about it after this episode yeah we'll see we'll, maybe we'll see if it happens in act two you know and then we'll We'll be able to talk about it next week. For sure, for sure. All right, um, and that's going to be it for episode 35 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. Um, kind of excited to say that, like 35 episodes throughout the whole year in, in the season, just a, a couple of weeks off for MSI and Worlds. But otherwise, we, we, we got through all of the LCS weeks and playoffs and stuff and some of the World Championship, and I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, I'm glad we've gotten. I'm glad we've gotten this far too. Thanks to everybody that has listened to us ramble for 35 fucking episodes. It's crazy for sure. And and if you are tuning in, be sure to um, rate us or give us a like on the podcast player that you're listening to us on. If you haven't already, um, that kind of support would really, really help. Even though I don't look at it at all, I haven't even logged into the Twitter <laughs> in like six months probably. <laughs> We don't actually know if anybody listens to it. It's fine though. Yeah, we respect all of you. I really don't. I, um, and then we're available on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, and a couple of more podcast players as well. I feel like I'm remembering less and less of this outro every time that we do it. <laughs> um, but that's gonna be it for our episode. We'll see you guys next time. See ya.